me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 628. This is the podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be, if it has been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. I am David C. Robertson, and this, the man whose finger rests on the space bar, itchy, waiting to press play, Jason Goss, triggerable. <laughs> Uh, so this is going to be a weird week, guys. We are doing, in case you didn't see the title of the episode, mm-hmm. what we're doing is a countdown to Zack Snyder's Justice League. And this week is part one. This is our commentary track for Man of Steel. It's been a while since I've seen Man of Steel. It's It's been like a year, maybe. Less so for me. I know you watch it like every day, but <laughs> morning routine at this point. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a little bit. I, I watch BVS a lot more than I, I do Man of Steel. It's um, an afternoon routine. I wanna. I just want to put it out there real quick for you. Um, this isn't going to be some in-depth, you know, Man of Steel answers type commentary. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a weird episode for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's uh, it'll it'll be live as far as uh, you'll be able to hit play when we do. Yeah, um, or on an eight second delay as I will. Um, <laughs> but it's it seventeen second delay. Sorry, uh, but otherwise it will not be a normal one in in the sense that it's not like there will be silences where we're just watching the movie for a second. Mm-hmm. Not gonna be a normal episode to listen to unless you're actually watching with us. You might want to skip this one if you're not looking to do that or if you mind you know brief gaps of anybody talking yeah and it looks like you know yes they're they they cast a supergirl for the flash uh excited about that i'm actually very excited to see because we know there's some multiverse stuff going on there Mm -hmm. i'm really excited to see if it's actually going to be kara zorel or if it's going to be like a female version of kal-el oh yeah could be god knows what we don't know what they have planned all we know is it's ambitious so far and in, at length, we'll get around to that at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably post Snyder cut, but well, honestly, the Supergirl news. I just, I just said pretty much everything I had to say. <laughs> Other than that, that's it. She, she looks fine. I saw the Zoom video that she was in, and it's absolutely mm-hmm. adorable. It is. Uh, her, her enthusiasm is infectious, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about 
her being excited and that's being a, a great first step. Other than that, I don't know, I don't know yeah. the girl. It, I thought it was really neat to see someone's, you know, how someone reacts to being cast in one of these things that before was cool. they spend five minutes uh, dealing with Warner Brothers. Yeah. That before <laughs> before the, the NDAs start showing up in their email. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Before, like you it. know, they're never talked to again or right. asked to do some ungodly thing. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, so that was neat. We know about the Vanity Fair article. Again, we'll get to that. We that do. all has to do with that. The Zack Snyder's Justice League. We will get there. For mm-hmm. now, we're going to do a little bit of recapping what's already happened. Absolutely. And uh, I do want to thank the patrons. Uh, I realized what I just said sounded weird, and I said it strangely. I don't know. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> a dollar a month. It's a no-edit episode. You- <laughs> what, stay- what happens stays. Hooray! <laughs> um, <laughs> One dollar gets you every episode ad-free. That's one dollar a month, folks. You can't beat it. Uh, $5 a month gets you that plus whatever else we decide to put up. Uh, mm-hmm. So there are those things. And um, I've, st- I've still got a couple of Patreon episodes I've been meaning to throw up there. Um, and I haven't yet. I haven't listened to them because they're both long. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to stop talking so much. But then where would we be? I know. If you don't want to deal with uh, all that Patreon bullshit, or if you already do, and uh, you want to help us out even more, there's a donate button. You can do that through PayPal. And uh, this is on DCOnScreen.com. And right next to the donate button, you can uh, click on the store button. And that'll take you to our uh, our T Public store. And you can buy a bunch of merch. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to, but people do. People have. People have this week. It's, it's bizarre. It's nice. It's really nice. It is nice. It is. We appreciate. I it. just can't wrap my head around it. It's that strange. part's weird too. I, yeah, it's, it's people running around with DC on screen logos and shit. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> Low self esteem in general is hard to deal with, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so anyway, uh, aside from that, five star written reviews on Apple Podcasts always helps. That's free. Uh, I think I'm done plugging shit. Do you do you want to do this? You want to get into this? Yeah. Do your version. Hit play and let me know when. Uh... When I, when I should do the same. All right, and I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to build in a bathroom break, and we'll just pause it and <laughs> tell you where we're. Everyone at. may want at that point. Who knows? Uh, this is the luxury yeah. of doing this at home. Is we can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, all right. I I think I specified it tonight. I I don't have a nervous bladder in the sense that I get nervous about things in general. Have to be. I get nervous mm-hmm. when I realize I can't pee. Yeah. That's that's when I suddenly have to run to the bathroom real quick. So that is a real thing. Yeah. All right. So where we're at, we decided because Jason's copy is a little different than mine. Mm-hmm. He's got a bunch of he's got some pedophile saying something about special features. Mm-hmm. Um, the Amazon version, as some of you know. <laughs> no, it's not Woody Allen. <laughs> um, <laughs> a younger pedophile. But uh, yeah, no, they have. Um, is. Anyway, there we start the movie with these like runes that turn out to be like the Warner Brothers movie logo, mm-hmm. like in the center of them. And uh, basically, I've just squared up Warner Brothers pictures, a Time Warner Company logo uh, in the center of the screen. So uh, for me on Voodoo, it's eight seconds in. For Jason, it is what 
17 seconds in? 23 seconds in. There was a, uh, why can't I math? Uh, 13 second difference. Sorry. Okay. All right. So, um, in the words of the great Aerosmith, just press play or just push play. Wait, do a countdown and then push. I'm just kidding. All right. No, I've I've already played it. You've already played? Damn it. (laughs) Whole thing will be off now. I just. It says legendary. It says legendary. I'm not actually to legend. There we go. Now I'm at legendary. This is already going great. Why don't you just pause yours for like two seconds and, and hit play again? Okay. I've just, I've just. Okay. So DC Comics is in the middle of my screen. That's where we are. Okay, cool. We're good. Right. We're good. Cool. We're good. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I paused it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Did you also yeah. go back and make sure your audio is not recording the fucking movie? I did not. Because might as well. It doesn't look like it is. All right, we're good. Oh, it'll look like it. It still cracks me up that this scene starts with the birth because it's so on the nose. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a nice scene. It's just so damn on the nose as far as yeah, like you know how comics started in general with the birth of yeah. Superman. I hadn't thought about that. That's interesting. Sadly, my thought was initially, oh, there's Superman's mom taking a dump. Yeah, so as we all did. It was very confusing. It's a bad day. We you know what this actually that, reminds uh, me. Who was it? Is it? Was it an Abrams cut where that was going to be an issue? It's thankfully long gone. <laughs> you know, now I kind of really want to see that Abrams movie happen. Mm. I would have liked to have seen that trilogy. That's an interesting concept that Krypton didn't actually explode and Ah, the council. <laughs> the council. Uh, just an array of fools. I always like this guy. This 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 fellow here. Uh, I mm-hmm. think I've said it before. He's he's in the Near Wolf series that I love so much. Oh, okay. Uh, he's just one of the rant. Uh, they have what they called the players. It was just um. Yeah, it was just they used people recurringly yeah. in in different roles. And they. You'd, you'd just be an entirely different character the next week and it didn't matter because they weren't connected that way. Mm-hmm. To, to be fair here, to be fair to the council, Jor-El is doing everything that a villain would right now. He's like instilling <laughs> fear. He's instilling fear in them. He's like, I told you this was bad. I What we do is you, you give me control of the codex. <laughs> it's like... You we give okay. you can total control of in our that, entire civilization. Sense, I, I could I could see if the council's just sitting there and that like they were just like they were about to make lunch plans for like Nukes Cafe or whatever the fuck Kryptonian version <laughs> of that is, and then Jarrell just storms in. He's got this whole doomsday speech. He starts demanding things, saying you're all gonna die and you have to give me complete control and all that. Right. And they're like, oh, well, this must be the bad guy. And then people start getting shot in the background. Like, oh no, 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 no. May I called that too early. 
think there may be another one coming. I really can't stand up about Russell Crowe being the, uh, man, his, his drill is just incredible. Yeah, I like that he's like, who will decide whose bloodline survives you? And like, suddenly he's just like trying to twist that shit. He's like, just a second ago, you were saying it should be you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and all friends, he was trying to make sure that he had the ability to give everyone the possibility. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) Zod just comes in and is like, no, I'm going to redact a few of those. I'm just picking. But I'm going to need the same thing. (laughs) That's such a good defense system too. They're like, I don't think Simply Safe has that feature, <laughs> or Ring, or whoever you're using. Like, hey, so if if I give you a code wink, you blind everyone around me so I can kick their asses. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if they did, how often would that actually work out well? Like one out of every forty times. No, I Max. I love that. Like both the good guy and the bad guy, opposing sides here, but they both agree. That the people in charge of the Codex should not be this flaccid council. Yes. <laughs> One thing they know is those fucks <laughs> are worse than either of us. Frankly, if, if either one of us works walks out of here with the Codex, I think we're in good shape. Like, damn it, we should have worked together. Mm, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Like, if they had come together in the planning stages of either the coup or his big PowerPoint presentation for the council, they could have come God, up with this, some kind of a- like... Well, you know what? Maybe we take out the whole... Zod, let me just pitch you this. What if we took out the eugenics portion? (laughs) And, and, just saying. He's like, that's kind of the crux of my whole plan, though, Jor. (laughs) Mm. See, I don't know if that works for me. I was kind of hoping everyone could. Is that that like a thing you might be interested Uh, in, or? That's anarchy. (laughs) Man, this whole sequence is just so beautiful, man. Oh, it's cool. Oh, my Lord. I remember in the theater when I saw this thing, I was just like, oh, my God, this is just. That's gorgeous. I was gripped. This is so much better than, you know, I don't know, Marlon Brando standing around in a council. Oh, God. Yeah. With chamber. But draped in tinfoil. Yeah. (laughs) Not that it didn't look cool and it wasn't cool for his time. (laughs) It had its own. (laughs) <laughs> uniqueness and, and definitely some creativity and some fun to, to be had, but it was not I this. Being a, yeah. I remember being a kid and watching those, uh, those Brando scenes and just thinking this is really cool and weird looking, but also boring. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I mean, shit, even, even the uh, little half skull itself is just so, so damn evocative. I always wondered I, if he should have just broke it when he, like, he puts his hand up on to, to get purchased and he, just, yeah, just crushed the skull. Oh no! Oh uh, oh no! Yeah, I'm like, you're being a little flippant with that skull, aren't you, buddy? I mean, <laughs> I, I assume it's in good shape. I don't know. I mean, it's an ancient skull. They've been. <laughs> I don't know how long it's been around. It looks like maybe a toddler's. It does not look like that. That is not an adult. Well, I mean, it's probably just, you know, been it's just diminished over the centuries because they've been using it to. Uh, we'll call it that. You know, sure. Cajole DNA out of it. Uh, it's, <laughs> we'll call it's it like, that. 
Like the to me that looks like a kid head. I don't know. The the extreme depths you assholes went to to not fornicate. I don't understand. Yeah. First we had to figure out how to reproduce the entirety of possible DNAs. And then we had to kill some kid. <laughs> I love that like broken moon in the in the sky. Like yeah. I don't know what that's about, but that's yeah. dope. I'm sure we've talked about what that is. I'm sure someone said it somewhere. Zach has put out a black and white picture explaining it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, in, in his commentary on this movie, he mostly just said that a lot of this is, is uh, Krypton is deeply phallic and that was intentional. The, the broken moon was no, not, not the broken moon. Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember that part, but the, um, it did crack me up that, a couple times he was like, yeah, no, that's that's kind of supposed to be penis-shaped. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know okay. that. <laughs> I know that all the penises and vaginas are intentional. Yeah. I love the people who are like, oh, Zack Snyder's got a little bit of a problem. Because of like, no, buddy, it was on purpose. God. Yeah. Like We're talking about a society who doesn't reproduce. We like did this should. for 300 years in the Renaissance and almost no one noticed. <laughs> Only problem I've ever had with this scene is that she's just up and about so quickly. I mean, I just assume they, there's some, you know, they have programmable. Yeah. yeah, they've got programmable matter. They're good. Yeah. Also, like the, and it's it's unbelievable in the way that it's it's fiction, but it's good fiction. Like the depth of will it must take to actually do what they're about to do. Oh fuck me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> their world's about to blow up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's, but you're making a choice here. And granted, I'm an odd parent anyway. Like on day one, if this had been the option, it might have been easier for me. It'd be harder for me now, two years in, to be like, no, I'm, I'm pretty invested in this little fucker now. Mm-hmm. And we've had some time together. I don't, I don't think I could do it. But day one or shit, day zero and. A couple, like an hour, maybe. Yeah. I think, I think I might have been able to pull it off. Like, just intellectualize the whole thing and send it on its way. I do like the 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 turn that the entirety of the codex is within him. Yes, that is really nice. And I, I feel like not as explored as it could have been overall to date. They, like they literally left a lot in there to play with. <laughs> and it, I know it's crucial to the movie and and I I know it plays a an important role here but you know there's some other stuff that kind of is in the background later that yeah there was more there yeah I will probably continue to refer to that as the Kryptonian USB stick mhm Kryptonian thumb drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Part of me really wants to see like futuristic sort of uh, Dark Knight Returns type of Kingdom Come Superman movie with Henry Cavill where he's, he decides to, he finds the codex within himself and, and decides to reignite the Kryptonian race. But it's like at the end of human civilization, like he's oh, lived that, that damn long. Or you could do it as, um, you know, helping out like a Legion of Superheroes movie, something like that. Thousand mm. years past. 
Mm. He just, you know, pops out another Superman every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have one. Scott Snyder explored that idea recently that kind of there's always going to be a Batman and Batman even kind of looks at some cloning technologies to make sure that that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, all right, something that's always, con- it, it looks great and I'm sure it's, I, I wouldn't want to fight him. But there are moments where they're fighting where I'm like, man, I did not want, I wouldn't want those spikes near the back of my head. Yeah. My God. Oh, this fight coming up though. I I want McFarlane to make figures out of these guys. I don't blame you. I don't even have figures and I I might get those. I mean, they're doing Zack Snyder's Justice League. Come on, man. Let's let's go back and do Man of Steel. Let me have them figures. I mean, DC probably won't let them do it, but. Eh, we'll see. It's funny, DC will take money where it is. Well, not even DC. Warner Brothers will take money sometimes where it is and other times leave it on the table. Yeah. They canceled the Harley Quinn figure. Of course. When when Birds of Prey was uh, a flop, they canceled that. Naturally. All right, so I would want my figure to be after that little stroke. Like, I want the scar on Zod's face. Uh-huh. Look, the Earth or the uh, Krypton's leading scientist, right? But fucking look at him, look at him go. Yeah, not 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 a guy who lost his lunch money in school a lot. I like the idea that that Jor-El is more Batman than Superman is. Oh yeah, he, he fucking fighting in the streets, dude, and he's doing fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> using what's around him, using his own weaponry against him, and creative ways like my favorite mm-hmm. part of that whole scene is where it just breaks down to like him kind of flexing his and just going into straight like jabs i don't know man that <laughs> always cracks me up where he's just like opening pop 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 you know uh she has one more minute to to consider it nope send the penis into space I also like that. I like that in this version, the ship doesn't take off as the planet is exploding. I like that there's like a tribunal period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's the there's the shot that's mirrored later. Yeah. In BVS with with Doomsday, who is Zod? Killing Cal. He's got a uh, an mo that one. I always thought, like, man, it's weird that he doesn't just have like blood all over the ground. But honestly, those suits—it's probably just pulled up in the in his boots right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could see someone being like, "Man, he dies quick." Yeah, he fucking died quick. He stabbed him in the fucking aorta. He's gone. That'll do it. Oh, he did not take that line well at all. No. By the way, we we just caught, completely were talking over my one of my favorite lines in the in the movie is when she's uh, when his mom is talking about like uh, how he'll be in danger or whatever. They'll come at him or they'll destroy him or something, and mm-hmm. freaking he just goes how how yeah that was so yeah. Good. <laughs> What is it? It's like uh, he'll be a god to them. Yeah. 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 The the religious imagery, <laughs> imagery on this was not 
It was not laid on thin. Mm -mm. Nor should it be. I mean, it like it's some combination of like Moses and Jesus that two Jewish young Jewish guys came up with. Yeah. These were familiar ideas with him that like that they were very happy to play with that bit of the playground. Like, no, man, it it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, I think they were doing more Moses than Jesus, but. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm fine with the shift at this point. Sometimes in this scene, as good as that acting is, and man, I, I really fucking love Michael Shannon in this scene. Mm-hmm. The spitting, the fools, the like not being, like knowing he's going to be subdued, but he just has to get up in their face one last goddamn time, you know? Oh, yeah. And then every now and then do you find yourself seeing the background and just thinking, God, that guy back there is so big. Mm-hmm. He's just so big. Look at him. Dude's got to be seven foot. Michael Shannon's not small. He's like 6'2 or something. Now the crystallizing semen. (laughs) I always think like, oh, ice-flavored cotton candy. Ooh, that's not a good look. Yep, those are definitely penises. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No mistake in that bit. (laughs) <laughs> the council's headwear man just predictably goofy oh yeah I mean this staunch impotent body that has been presiding over things for hundreds of years and I assume making all the wrong choices but everything was going so smoothly they couldn't fuck it up until finally they did yeah I just assume that's what happened. Like they, this is the kind of group of people who would debate a stop sign for three and a half years. And then finally decide not to add the stop sign because that would be a little too provocative. God, the production design on this movie is just so great. No, it's incredible. looks great. I do want to know more about all the other kind of ornate symbols over that base S. Mm-hmm. There has to be something to it. Nothing was an accident here. All right. So like, what do you do? What do you do if you walk out and that's what you say? That's your window. You, you have inside information. So you can't even sit there and find yourself thinking, oh, Maybe it's just a volcano. Maybe I'll be outside the. Maybe I can be part of the yeah. people who help rebuild. No, none of that. I you mean, know. the little robot just said, you know, you got to find refuge. And she's like, there is no refuge. Ugh. Right. Ugh. I mean, oof. Brave lady. Standing tall to the last second there. I like that that notion, and I like the notion here is that she says, "Make a better world, Cal." Mm-hmm. And you know, Jorel was saying, you know, he'll be a god to them. Their full intention was for him to rule Earth. <laughs> 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 I don't think we were getting around that one. <laughs> no, we sent a despot. That's what happened. <sighs> Fingers crossed, he doesn't get. 
you know, a Stalin or somebody. Oh, no, actually. In charge of them. Now that you say it, that's actually possibly the ideal form they were thinking. Because in Red Sun, one of the problems, uh, well, it's not necessarily a problem, is he uses that form of government and that kind of uh, dictatorial nature of things to pretty well fix most problems. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess they would maybe look... well, then they come out of kind of a form of fascism with uh, – it's hard to nail down the Kryptonian government. Yeah. And I feel like no matter how to describe it, there'd be somebody that – with another political background and views that says, no, it's actually this thing. Like, it's a pointless conversation. Yeah. All right. This is one no. of the moments that cracks me up, like, in a good way because it's not like he – didn't hear it, wouldn't have survived it, none of that. But that little moment where he's staring, and you see him, that, that just that little nod. I think a lot of the early portion of this film is him just like learning over and over again that these people are worth investing in. Like, yeah. that guy jumped under the, I mean, um, dude, what, what would they have had? Like a concussion? But still, he yeah. got under there and helped him. Risked himself to do it. These are, again, like over and over again moments I see in this movie where I'm just like, man, they built in the idea that, yes, I know he's brooding and contemplative and yeah. listens to grunge music here coming up in a minute. But yeah. And look, we're 21 minutes in, the first shot with Henry Cavill as Clark, and he's already saving somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, are, really, we're are we three are minutes we, of screen time into Henry Cavill, and here we are. He is already yeah, literally ripping open doors and making a sacrifice play to save strangers' lives. He could have fetched that guy's binoculars, but no, Greenhorn's saving the day. Yeah. So. Gave up his job to do it, but you know, there's, there's a lot of those boats. He'll be all right. All right. This is another one of those moments, though, where I kind of, I, I constantly find myself thinking like, man, you know what? I don't think Clark should have gone to school to for English major or journalism, whatever it was that he went to school for, given whoever wrote him. He should have gone for like structural engineering or civil planning or something. Oh, no, I disagree. I think he should have gone to school to be a, a movie actor. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. He never ages. Mm-hmm. Not, you know. Not it's really. Too high a profile, though. When he vanishes, people notice. Nah. They'll just think he's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, but he's got his own profile and series of backgrounds. He'll be some He'll be some combination of Tom Cruise and Keanu Reeves. He does all of his own stunts. He never ages, so he can stay in a role indefinitely. Right. And uh Every third he movie, he people. pretends he broke something. He just saves people. Yeah. And people are like, oh, good guy Keanu Reeves. You know, Twitter's all all a flush yeah. over Keanu Reeves. I'm not trying to denigrate the movement. I think it's no adorable. I'm also a flush. <laughs> Love these scenes. Yeah, really well visualized. Just really well visualized. Like he he can't. It's not quite X-ray or telescopic vision. It's something you know unique and fictional. Yeah. That he can kind of go in and out of distances and still get a, a shot of it. Yeah. 
I just love the idea that he can't control it as he's coming up on it. And then all the other kids are out there just having their way with him. Mm-hmm. Do you notice the uh, the buttons on the shirt? Wrangler. Yeah. That That's, to me, good, cheap costume design. That shirt probably costs 30 bucks, and it's absolutely on point for that character. I think this part of the score is out of a track called This is Clark Kent. Hmm. Yeah, it's a score, so parts are reused. It could just be the beginning of that track, but middle of another one, they do that. But made sense to me. How long was it before we had the reveal from anybody inside that that fan theory was actually probably correct? Oh, I I don't even know if it is. Like I haven't heard about that in a long time. That the, the, the whales were sent were sent by Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> I really loved the. Um, you know, I'm mad. I got when I left and people were saying, "Oh, he's listening to Pearl Jam or some shit." Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that is Chris fucking Cornell. You show some respect. Uh, that's what I said. I don't like Chris Cornell, though. I, I adored him. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you. To me, he's Pearl Jam. I don't I don't give a shit. That's just blasphemy. Heresy! <laughs> That's my word. I, still cracks me up. I, heard, I even heard complaints about, he wouldn't steal somebody's clothes. Uh, come on, man. Yeah, he might. Uh, he might steal he might. some clothes to keep some anonymity in this case. Now, granted, that looks like a really nice jacket. Yeah, I mean, Kirk and Spock stole clothes in the in the freaking thirties. Yeah, you know, in City on the Edge of Forever. Why Great. not? It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. In what world is is that kid, the, the kid playing Clark, the one being bullied? <laughs> like, every time I've ever been in school, it's always been the opposite. It was more about the, uh, yeah, the willingness to be aggressive and being asshole, being an asshole yeah. than anything else. Plus, pizza, big kid. Yeah. You wouldn't look at... I forget who this kid's name is, but you wouldn't look at him and think he could take that kid if you didn't know anything else. Yeah, but you know, when I was a kid, I was like, "Hey, I thought the the big kid was supposed to be the bully." And I'm how am I like six foot two and getting bullied? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same way um, cattle occasionally get bullied by piranha. Yeah, pretty much. Those. <laughs> Those willing to be aggressive for no reason sometimes win because no one's looking out for it. Yeah. TV shows and movies always have, or almost always have, the uh, the large kid being the bully. 
Yeah. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this the opposite in real life. But yeah. okay. I mean, I definitely had a couple kids in, in my uh, elementary and middle school years where I'm like, I could, I'm not even, I'm not a big guy. I could take you. I'm just not going to f- take the bait. Like, you're in elementary school and I'm like, I've got like two inches on you, dude. Mm-hmm. That's a big amount of inches for our our size. You need to shut all up. And then they'd keep going and I would just go away because I wasn't actually going to fight him. All right. And now he just saved his bully. Yep. So all they've done so far is show that he saves people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. But then it gets to a turn here. Well, and I think that was part two. I, I think it's built in. Because up to this point, he has done nothing but save people and show that in the past he was saving people too, even though it was mm-hmm. not advisable always. And what does he get in return? He gets this sullen, uh, redheaded child sitting there complaining like a fucking brat to his mom that he saw something weird, even though he should, by all rights, have been dead at the bottom of a river. Mm-hmm. Um, Who does this? Who goes to the... the- the parent's house of the kid who saved your life and like bitches. I, I don't know. I, I My take on it is you ungrateful fuck. But I'm not saying it's, it's not the fault of the movie. No, it's not. I think I've, it's built in though, that like people. he has, he faces consequences early on for uh, kind of putting mm-hmm. himself out there. And this is why we get into what is now the infamous conversation about like, well, shut a love died. Uh, maybe. I don't know. You know, But it's one of the parts I've always defended and will defend to the day I die is like, man, you don't, they didn't get a playbook. They were just given this very special child that they didn't know the limits of. Yeah. Here's another thing. He looks pretty invulnerable, but for all they know, it wears off when he's like 14, 14 years and 24 days old. Done. Right. Back to normal. Oh, I'm sorry. Was he lifting a tractor tire at the time? Sorry. Crushed. Dead. They just literally don't know. Sure, you could take a bet, but man, fuck. I wouldn't know. And would you risk your child for that? I, no. I don't think I would. I've I've really come around to this version of Pa, honestly, in a lot of ways. To me, like, he's just, he was trying his damn best and there no one told him how this was supposed to work. It feels almost uh, an almost Vulcan sense of logic here. Like mm, this is go- if people know about you, this is going to change literally everything. Things are going to get bad. Yeah, like, let's not do that. There may be revolts in the streets. Like, all right. In all fairness to him, let's say he comes out tomorrow and says, "Yes, I was able to save that school of uh, that bus full of children because I was a um, I'm an alien." And here's my origin story. And here's a picture of my thing. And here's the Alien thumb drive and everything. Like, let's say he does that. Well, how how does he know that there aren't literally riots the next day? Because Mm -hmm. we know that's there. Like, more people could die than would have died even. Sorry, I I understand that children are more precious in a lot of ways. But, yeah, if you're just doing a numbers game, fuck. You don't know where that's going to go. And he does consistently build in the idea that it's not like he's supposed to stay quiet forever. He just, 
They're, it's like they're trying to find the right moment. They don't know when that moment's going to be yet. Mm-hmm. Which, again, to me, reeks of parenting where you're like, I know my child has to leave my care and go out and defend themselves at some point. But it doesn't matter when that point happens. How many, you know, parents have you seen crying when they realized, oh, shit, it happened. It happened and I was, I didn't even get to plan for it, you know? Predictably, my child's crying in the background of the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, by the way, that speech that Paul just gives doesn't get enough credit from the haters. Oh, it's that's, fantastic. That's a solid classic Paul Kent type of thing. Yeah. That's very solid. Oh, yeah. Question. What do you think? Uh, this lady in the background. She's bad. Yes. Do you think they hired someone who was actually just not that good a singer? Or do you think they told someone to play it down? I think they knew what they were doing. They were trying to create a, an atmosphere. Well, yeah, I figure someone who's playing mid-afternoon at a bar in what I assume is like Alaska or something is not, probably not prime talent. Like that's not, they're not going to pass the uh, auditions even at like America's Got Talent or something. Oh, that look, Ooh, there he is. <laughs> this this look when Cavill readjusts and kind of gives him this it, like his face says everything his face says yeah so if you want to try that again <laughs> you're more than welcome you belligerent fuck I, I, I've said for a long time that I thought this is the scene that could have been cut out. And the more and more I look at it coming back, like, nah, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. He First of all, you saw the military personnel in there. He's, he's trying to get closer to where he needs to be. He needs to get to that ship. And he's been listening in on military personnel and just trying to, like, gain intel and get himself closer. I think that's decidedly for me what has been happening functionally. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they have this, you just have this scene where you, he's, they're just showing off that he's, he's been restraining himself for years. Yeah. See, I still kind of go, eh, if he's trying to stay under, <laughs> under the radar, that's a little, that's a little much. I agree. I, I do agree. But on the one hand, like, all right. It, uh Good line coming up. On the one hand, yes. On the other hand, who's going to believe that the busboy was throwing, you know, trees through a truck? No one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll pretend they're heavy. Hey, are they? <laughs> <laughs> are they? I didn't realize I was actually holding them. <laughs> I can't even imagine how good a story it'd have to be for me to get into that environment physically. Yeah. There's Commissioner Gordon himself. Yep. 
<laughs> if, if you didn't think you were going to like her. Uh, it's kind of a na- nice theme of the movie is uh, yeah. like the second command, like snickering in the background. Oh, yeah. Was it uh, Professor Hamilton or whatever his name is? I can't Dude remember from his Star name. Labs? Yeah. Yeah. Emil Hamilton. I, I believe that's who that is. That sounds right. I cannot remember He's just his name, like, but yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the subtext of that grin was, oh, dude, she called you completely. Something else I love, man. The the lead character just in super toned down gear coming in and out of frame over and over again. A lot of fun there. I like the warning in the background that's like, tell someone where you're going. Uh-huh. I When he says uh, there's a bucket in the corner and closes the door, I love that that little smirk Amy Adams gives. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's cute. He thinks that's going to deter me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to think that she's thinking like, mm-hmm, I'm going to leave you something that fucking bucket, you piece of shit. Not a woman who fails to get the last word a lot. <clears throat> no. It's so wild how much my my feelings on this movie have changed over the years. They really have. There, I mean, there distinctly are things that gave you pause or problems years ago that now you're like, man, that either A is fine or B is just not a thing I feel like objecting to. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's a funny one. Just, a, just the little bits that you notice. All right. So you see mm-hmm. she sees all the rings where he's clearly like hollowed out. There's running water at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Good touch. Yeah. It's great touch. And by the way, I love that he's not wearing a parka. He's not cold. Yeah. It, it, like cold and hot don't register for him. He'll, he'll, he puts on hot, like, I've thought about this a few times because in uh, BVS, remember that scene where he just walks up the mountain doing this mm-hmm. little soul hike? Um, mm-hmm. He has a park on there and it's it's just so people don't absolutely freak out and try to stop him. Yep. He's not even like I would. If, all right. If I was impervious to cold, I feel like I would be too hot in a jacket because mm-hmm. vice versa. Right. No, he's just impervious either way. I think it's kind of interesting that the notion that the Kryptonians, this thing is 20,000 years old, mm-hmm. but the Kryptonians got to a point technologically where they were so comfortable, they just stopped. <laughs> like, well, I, I feel like they would have kept going. Well, no, they just stopped. Like this 20,000 year old scout ship is compatible oh. with current kryptonian technology no all right so my theory on that it's very simple well uh-huh i think we could do that a lot more than we do but we built in like Capitalism. we humans in capitalist 
versions especially build in planned obsolescence. Mm-hmm. So backwards compatibility is not a guarantee. Right. I believe in a lot of cases that it could be done. I mean, you can yeah, still play fair. ROM games, eight like 16-bit ROM games if you have the right uh, software. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, here, the day after the new iPhone comes out, yours starts running slow, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on. Wait for this new update. <laughs> Here's a trick. You get the new update. And it goes slower. Oh, fuck it. And some of your pictures are missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. See, I, I've I, that looks I, like it hurt. I, I I may have even said something about this uh, in our old review of Man of Steel. But um, look, man, I I you know you can't judge the movie or the plot uh, based on what you would have done. Lois Lane apparently loves danger and thinks it's okay to take pictures of floating things. (laughs) No, it doesn't make sense, but it's Lois Lane. There are moments where I would absolutely run. And then there are moments where I'd be like, "Mm -mm, I've got to stay. Like if I ran across an alien ship, I would walk toward the alien ship for sure. 100%. I have no doubt that's how I die. And I would walk forward thinking this is probably going to end me, but I would not be able to stop myself. That looked painful as shit. Yeah, yeah. He said it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. But look, you know, I you, you hear all these things. Oh, it's not, it's not source material. It's not source material. There is nothing more source material. Then Lois Lane just taking pictures <laughs> of an alien thing floating in front of her. Mm-hmm. Like we're like talking about Lois the, Lane uh, in places that she is not authorized to be and arguably should not be doing shit she should not do and documenting it beyond any sense of self preservation. That's some pretty standard Lois Lane shit for me. Okay, let's say there are 100 people on that base right then. How many of them do you think right then their first thought was, how the fuck are we going to cover that up? Amy Adams, man, she's doing like her best freaking Dana Scully here. Maybe. It's been a long time, but I can see it. Of course, half of that scene reminds me of Fight the Future, so. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I I do love that take where he's like, yeah, this half of this could have been a hallucination. Oh. 
One day I'm going to buy a pair of suspenders and just try to figure out how people wear them. Never going to happen. I'm yeah, never no, going to figure I, it out or never buy them. Both? You're thinking both? No. Uh, no. You're thinking I just won't under, uncover the mystery? I could see you doing it. You can see me trying it. Just one day TJ Maxx. But, all right, we're going to do this. You know, I have a pair of, of suspenders and um, I, I kind of dug it a little bit. Mm. It's more like, do you, do, you, do you want the pressure on your lower back or do you want them on your shoulders? Because then I just feel like I've got like something pulling my shoulders down. Mm. I, don't, I, I don't dig that. I have appreciated it when I'm... <laughs> I have seen people that uh, wore them because they had a work belt on with tools mm-hmm. in it and they just didn't feel like pulling their waistline up all day. I was like, okay, that, yeah, I, that makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Right. I have a situation with a daughter. Mm-hmm. Call a quick break. Sure. All right. Well, we are pausing at I have so many questions from, from Clark to Jorel. So we're gonna go to break and we'll be right back. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance. Protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. All right, we are back. We have emptied our bladders. Uh, daughters have been taken care of for the time being. Mm-hmm. Or the single daughter has been. I don't have any children. Um, She's acting as multiples. No. <laughs> I am on Voodoo. And I am at 4523. I'm on Amazon at 4537. And Clark has so many questions. Yes. Ready? And three, two, one. History lesson time. Mm hmm. I know how cliche these have become. Oh, they're and so so pretty, though. 
that's the thing it, of of the tropes that have developed since CGI and since this form of storytelling and CBMs in particular, like and when they're done really well, they're just so nice and they mm-hmm. are informative. It's like I, I know it's an expo dump. I'm perfectly aware of what's happening here. I don't care. Makes me just ashamed of every diorama I ever made in school. I think they made him look a bit young there, but whatever. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. No. Something I really love about that line is that they don't pick a particular op- occupation to put that on. Mm-hmm. Like, what if someone dreamed of being something more than a delivery driver? Like, yeah, d- d- go fuck yourself, George. <laughs> we've all we've all been doing that for a while. Shit. Other than what society had intended for them, uh, well phrased, I thought. Mm-hmm. Who says you're necessarily happy if you have 195 IQ and, you know, you're a, a polymath. Just a good speech and a fantastic reveal. Shit. Mm-hmm. Again, the nobility he brings to this fucking role, man. Ah, love it. It's one of my favorite, maybe, additions of this movie to the canon in general is that symbol officially just meaning hope. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever ever meaning hope before, but I, you know, I remember meaning hope like figuratively, but not just literally being the symbol for hope. That that that's it's so on the nose in a perfect fucking way. Sometimes on the nose is just the right thing to do. Ah, this music. God damn, I've listened to this song so many times, and I have yet to tire of it. Yeah, man, this this movie has broken me down, dude. It broke me. <laughs> In time, you grew. <laughs> yeah. 
Hulk smash! And in case anyone's wondering, yes, that guitar part's fun to play. I wouldn't know. Not terribly complicated, just satisfying. I'm not sure if I've ever noticed him trying to grab at clouds before. <laughs> I, I think he was just grasping and the clouds happen to be there, but. But if you just started being able to fly suddenly, I'd be like, well, I wonder if I can just grab these things. Nope, 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 nope. Density problem there. My bad. Should have seen that coming. Ugh, this speech. See that version of this. Mm. The, uh, this sounds so much nicer than what they were talking about uh, back on Krypton. All, right, all this God talk. And oh yeah, no, it was, it's not like a a despot situation. It's just right. <laughs> it's, it's like it's okay, the, I've I've actually got to do parenting now. Yeah. Okay. It's the, so uh, the Boy Scout <laughs> thing. That's what that's what they were hoping for. Apparently, was the Boy Scout thing. I mean, I know I've said it several times, but first time watching that scene in the theater, I just started weeping a little bit. And honestly, if I'm sitting down watching this movie by myself, no distractions, eh, I still get choked up. Such a good speech. Uh, The cinematography, I think, gets me more than the speeches, but yeah, it's a great speech. I liked it. God, the music. Ugh. Yeah, I've really turned around on that too. The I think the history lesson for me here <laughs> is that if you go back to our, uh, there's a little nod to the Christopher Reeve shots. Yep. But yeah, if you if you go back and listen to our original Man of Steel review, I think it was like episode six of DC on screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you're gonna hear. Which I don't uh, recommend based on audio quality alone. No, but <laughs> I, I think For history's you'll find, sake, if you want to, sure. I am not nearly as happy of a camper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hated that turn in the theater and for years after, but yeah, I'm like... The guy who was the vice president in the comics is works at an IHOP. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny. He's probably vice president of that IHOP. Yeah. I'm always sad that song's over. Like I'm glad it's at the end of the soundtrack, or because I, I just or the score because I'll. <sighs> They did a good job arranging that. Like the, you can tell mm-hmm. the, the major Superman theme songs are at the very end. It's it's a very rewarding thing to listen to. Yeah.
Still a man posturing himself as though he didn't want to be found. Mm-hmm. Good line. Mm-hmm. Cannot stress how important that line is to what's about to happen. And yep. I feel like the rest of the movie in general. God. Like, even commenting on this film, I feel like we're walking into the tornado. Mm-hmm. They aged him down pretty well. Ruffled his hair a bit. Costner's fantastic. Again, the dad's in this movie. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mom's too, but Jesus. Just have more time with those dads. hate that he never gets to finish that sentence like it it, not not for the movie's sake for his sake Mm -hmm. I still believe that dog is important <laughs> she's stuck. Nope. She's just, uh, she just needs a man to pick her up. <laughs> uh, no, I <laughs> you think it's just clever editing. There's yeah, there's a little bit. There's a, uh, there's a real effect that people have. Um, like when people are panicking, they just don't do yeah. things as clearly. I genuinely I believe that's that moment. I know. It just, it feels a little like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I get it. I, I <laughs> yeah. like, like some lady can't pick up her own kid but Jonathan Kent can like oh no she's not stuck lady it's like the uh, physical representation of mansplaining yeah I'm kidding though I don't I don't think that's actually what happened (laughs) I know I feel so like I feel like people are gonna be like oh I'm turning this off (laughs) now they're getting into mansplaining yeah I know do you we, know who Zack Snyder is? We yes. should mansplain our way out of how that's not mansplaining. <laughs> That'll help. Ugh. Just, uh, yeah, that hurts. That hurts a lot. Even that little smirk, he knows he can see him. Through a tornado, he'd know he could see that smirk. Ah, the anguish. Gorgeous acting. This bothers me. I feel like that in context was a perfectly good explanation for why that scene happened. And yet 
the entire dialogue the day after was he could have just saved him. I mean, he's so fast. No, that's that's we we just spent what are we at now? Fifty eight minutes explaining why that was not a thing. Hmm. I mean, I didn't get it either. Or I did get it, but I didn't care. I thought my ideas was better. Mm. Maybe, but that's not that's not the story they're telling. So I still maintain that it was it was important that Jonathan Kent went back for all of those people without thinking of anything else, and then even went back for the dog because fucking everything's important. And everything's family. You don't just leave the dog. For safety's sake, I guess. Mm-hmm. I sure as fuck wouldn't. I'd be that dumb. I love this conversation, too. Like, yeah, he calls him. She's in there to be reprimanded. And then, yeah, he pretty much tells her, like, <laughs> I don't know what you got going on there. You're going to go home for a couple weeks. But... Whatever's going on here. Yeah, I still say I'd, I'd, you know, with with Perry echoing Jonathan's sentiments, I still would have liked to have seen more of that, that backlash. I would have, I still kind of wish it had gone darker. Mm. (laughs) I want to see the churchgoers committing suicide because there's not, you know. Some, <laughs> you know, there's there are aliens out there, and that means somehow that the oh, Bible's yeah. untrue, and just blood cults you know. form overnight. Right? Yeah, yeah. I want to see that that pan out a little bit. Yeah. But. Because you know, with everything, BBS still just kind of went like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. People on Fox News are going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, imagine if they had done that now instead of later. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I wonder if going that dark that early would have prepared the studio execs more for what they were about to get. Oh gosh, or if we just never would have gotten BBS. I think right. the latter, probably. Every now, like of all the continuity things where I'm like, hey, Superman. So every now and then I'm watching the scene and I'm like, yeah, you're Superman. Like, you know, get up there and paint that house a little bit, bro. Mm-hmm. That, like that, that'd that's, be like, that's starting to affect the wood. You need, you need to put minutes, a coat dude. on that thing. And then the other party's been like, well, it's not like the paint would wreck that quickly. To, Shut up, Jason. <laughs> You got super speed and super strength and you can't help your mom out? Come on, dude. Well, the old thing, you can't make paint dry faster. Although he could, I guess. He could blow it. Yeah, he could. That didn't come out right. (laughs) Uh, Well, we know who this is now. Yeah. A lot of green in the background now that I'm seeing it. Mm. In his first intro there. That's interesting. This he guy's such a good actor. yellow on that one bit. Yeah, he's fantastic. 
my wife. He looks like God a priest there, by the way. Is that an accent you think? I've always thought know. the scientist looked like a priest there. And it, he has the uh, the collar, you know, the little Maybe. white collar thing. Yeah. Yeah. My wife is still watching uh, Blacklist. God mm. help her. Yeah. Let me know how that ends because um, <laughs> it was an interesting premise and it got to a point where I was like, man, I've, I've seen some really good television here, but I can't keep doing this. Yeah. She's not happy with it. She just wants it to go away. Ah, one of those. Okay. But, but um, he's still fantastic on it. Like I kind of wandered in and he was on, he was in a scene and he was, I was just like, damn, he's just so good. Yeah. I'm not sure he's capable of doing anything other than being fantastic. You know, this solves a mystery. There was a moment where I thought he was watching a Gotham U game and that was Kansas and Louisiana Tech. Mm. I had retconned that in my brain. So that makes sense of several episodes ago. Mm. Of course, he was watching a Kansas game, but I feel bad for him knowing that sport well enough that that poor bastard. Maybe he's got a chance with losing tech, but I doubt it. Well, that's so creepy. Right. But again, I'm the weirdo that would, I would do exactly what sans powers. I, I know I'm this dumb. I would walk in there to fight, to investigate. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely be killed in the first act of a paranormal movie. 100%. I would be used as a cautionary tale to the other people still in the movie. Don't do what he did. Little Carrie Ferris. Mm-hmm. Everyone has the same look of being frightened and on edge. Like... There has to be a percentage of the population that got this far into it and just went, well, fuck that shit and turned it off. Yeah. I assume it wouldn't actually turn off. Like, you can just pull the switch. I mean, goddamn, that's creepy. This is like what Meg's headroom thought he was doing. I can't remember if there's another shot of the colonel. I'm kind of looking for that.
They start it with a shot of him, though. He is pictured while they're saying, you know, someone among you kind of thing. Oh, gosh. Lois Lane knows who this guy is. Yeah. Ugh. Why would you say that? I'm personally killing that guy if I'm if I'm her. I remind. I just watched that Bob Lazar uh, documentary on Netflix, mm-hmm. where like they have the conversation with Bob Lazar in the woods. They throw their phones in a hole, and then like the next day, the guy's like, "The FBI are here right now." <laughs> like Bob Lazar mm-hmm. texts the documentary guy, he's like, "The FBI are here right now. They're quoting our conversation verbatim." <laughs> <laughs> you know who None Bob of Lazar that is? A hang. Is the astrophysicist who who said that he worked at S four uh, back in the back in the eighties? I guess. Oh, I can't remember. I know he is deeply in the paranormal side no. of things. I can't remember exactly his story. I think he might have been the guy who said he shot an alien. No, no, he didn't say that. He just said he 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 just worked on the. Uh, he said they the government had nine flying saucers and they um. He like drew the drew the shit on the documentary and was talking about how how they actually fly and yeah, um, he said that you know they, we could never get it to work because we don't we couldn't figure out antimatter. So. I'll look it up later, but I'm I'm still not sure. I'm talking about a different guy. <laughs> still not quite sure. There was the '79 uh, Alien Wars. I don't know about all that now. I just about like, this that guy. Either. This guy just you know basically had his entire history wiped clean. Yeah, um, no one could prove. Yeah, that's good. I don't think I ever like really pieced together that it was Pete that helped him up. Yep, and or I never paid attention to it. Does so without reservation. Just mm-hmm. like you feel like Pete has had, I don't know, maybe a year to cope with what's happened, and decided to not be, as I put it earlier, an ungrateful fuck. Mm-hmm. He's also wearing glasses now. Mm-hmm. Time has clearly passed. Mm-hmm. Well, or he just wears them walking home and doesn't wear them on the bus because he's going to get made fun of. Well, the thing I like about it, though, is that he's wearing the glasses now as he's helping Clark and, you know, as <laughs> in creating his persona as, quote unquote, Clark Kent, he starts wearing glasses. Nice. Almost like Pete t- teaches him, like, to show that you're humble, you wear glasses, you know, like that, that. There's like a, there's a connection there. That it can change perception a little bit. Yeah. I love the speech before with the, uh, hell, I kind of wanted you to punch him too thing. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. But now we get, again, we are way back in the messianic imagery thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this, this priest is the guy who was telling you you had special features. <laughs> <laughs> this priest always kind of creeped me out. Scott. This guy sounds distinctly better. I'll I'll let you sign on to my account one day to hear what I was talking about. The guy who does the voiceover that says, stay tuned for the special features later. It, like he 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 rapes pedophiles. 
It's Ugh. a whole different level. It's pedophile squared. It's bad. Ugh. It's not a good sound. The, you know who this is? It's a very off-putting this, sound. This priest actually reminds me of the I guy from... Yeah, that's good. That's good the, stuff. The guy playing the priest reminds me of the guy that played, um, what was his name, Byron? He was on Andy Richter Controls the Universe, and then yeah, later yeah, on yeah, he yeah. was on- yeah. Um, no. uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he, he was on um, Better, Better Off Ted. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic show too. Yeah, oh, so good. Every episode, absolute knocked it out of the park. But I, I'll grant him this. I'm just listening. You love Swanwick, especially knowing mm-hmm. what we know, just sitting there. Like, yeah. All right. You got my attention? Like, <laughs> okay. I didn't know anyone else could do that. What a, <laughs> um, whew, that's rough. Why do they have behind the line painted over over there? I don't know. I've been wondering that for a long time. It should stay like, please stand behind the line or something normally, I guess, but I don't know. I have no idea what it indicates here. Just the oh, thirty three years in particular. By the way, um, mm-hmm. the amount of mic dropping he does in this scene. Good shot. Mm-hmm. I can see how people thought this was rushed, but, you know, thinking about it. I mean, I've seen people hook up over way less. Oh, I, I certainly have. <laughs> I mean, I have too, I guess. I, <laughs> I mean, in high school, it was like, oh, you on that CD? Oh, yeah. We should date. It's like, oh, you know what the Enterprise is? <laughs> yeah. I once flipped through somebody's uh, CD book and they, without having said anything prior, had uh, a copy of Anima or Anima or however you want to pronounce it by tool. 
And I kind of handed it back and was like, so um, we should see more of each other. Mm-hmm. Hell of a meeting. I get all the tanks. I, I just also understand how absolutely impotent the entire thing is. Oh, yeah. The like, you guys realize like the one guy that you're like handing over could like just wipe you all out. Yeah. All right. No, just, just so we're clear. Like even either one of the two that gets off could absolutely take the entire squad. Like she alone could just destroy them. And you get the feeling she knows it. I always thought she would have been a great uh, Wonder Woman. I could see it. Has a presence about her. I like her accent. I can dig it. Mm-hmm. Ah, I love that line. The bravado, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> completely out, man. I love it. Okay, what you telling? I'm not going to stop him. Even Grinchaw has to be looking over at him thinking like, man's got a pair on him. Shit. <laughs> right. I could actually done something about the situation if I felt like it, but damn. Mm-hmm. That dude would have been dead in half a heartbeat. Well, I guess maybe not at this point because I don't think they know. They, I don't think they, they, they can't really do anything with their powers. Which ones? I don't think. I don't think the current, or I don't think Zod and his crew have their powers yet. No, no, no. Uh, Yes and no. Um, So I think it becomes clear later that they are stronger here, but not as Mm -hmm. strong because like they're wearing exosuits the entire time up to a certain point. Right. I I remember Zod like trying to come to terms with the powers and ripping his suit off or something. Oh, she does too. Um, Yeah. 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 It, they're clearly stronger in the presence of the yellow sun, but they are not quite what they would be without the exosuits. Once they've soaked it in. There's this moment where he is pretending he would be a diplomat about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. I kind of appreciate it. I do love the idea that in another universe... These two would have been at like a a dinner date or not a dinner date, uh, like a family dinner kind of thing where like Zod and co were invited over and he would have maybe gone up play catch with a 13 year old mm-hmm. Cal. You know, your planet blows up and throws a wrench in some shit. A little bit. Might end up being mortal enemies instead. Who knows?
I like that they keep the Kansas City thing going, roll shirt yeah. and everything. I've actually never noticed that the thing blowing up is the uh, helm of the Phantom Zone over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, those cheekbones. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he's he's an absolute specimen. Yeah. You get that you get that uh that evening sun hitting those cheekbones, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the high contrast version. <laughs> Shannon not shy on high cheekbone high cheekbone himself. I love how high cheekbones are like a good thing up until a certain point and then they become a very bad thing. Yeah. Like, like normal, normal, cute, cute, hot, hot, cannibal. <laughs> Another good shot. Zod oh, yeah. just standing there in the, like unmoved in the chaos. Little nod to a uh, slightly colorless version here. It's a good shot. Like any any comic book artist would have been happy to have the cover of a burning, like fission-filled red sun with the Kansas windmill in the background broken. Ugh. And it's Superman so... drowning in skulls like that. Like, like Lee Bermejo could knock that shit out of the fucking park. Oh, yeah. I could name several other, but that's the one that comes to mind for some reason right now. Probably because he's doing the covers for those Zack Snyder's Justice League hey, that That's covers. probably it, actually. Yeah, yeah. You've uncovered the cognitive link that got me there that quickly. Uh-huh. That armor looks so uncomfortable at the neck. Mm-hmm. But, but it's better. Like, his space travel hardware is better than his, you know, full Kryptonian gear, because that had the spiky shit in the back. 
but mm-hmm. looks like it would just stab me in the back of the neck if I got punched. I love that that the this version of uh, I don't know photography they used uh, uh, with the um, spaceships. Mm-hmm. The it's zippy thing, that, like yeah, where they like it looks like it's way far off, and they zoom, they quote unquote zoom, and it's like a little shaky. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I think Battlestar Galactica and Firefly started doing. I think it was Firefly first, but could have been. They, a, I don't know great. what started either, but if you listen, they do a thing with the audio too, where it's like kind of fits the Doppler effect thing. Mm-hmm. Feels like once Firefly did it, everyone kind of went that way. This was just like, oh God, finally we're not doing like static grandiose shots of starships moving slowly through space, like in Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing these grandiose shots of cobbled together uh, model painted PVC uh, moving so slowly that we're hoping no one's paying attention to a part number they happen to see on the side of something. Well, those part numbers were put there on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, 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 you get a little, you get a little upsetting, man. Don't you pissing me off. <laughs> Oh, good to see him back again. Mm-hmm. I love the pose they gave him for most of the movie, too. The little hands clasped up front. Very reassuring thing. Also, whatever the hell he's wearing or whatever you'd call it. Oh, God, mm-hmm. I want it as a robe just around the house. Looks comfy as shit. It doesn't look comfortable to me. Okay, but imagine if that was all fleece. Yeah, it looks like he's wearing like freaking, I don't know, car seat covers. (laughs) (laughs) It was probably like he probably chafed like a motherfucker after he got out of the scene. Looks awful. Yeah. It looks cool, but it looks like it'd be really uncomfortable. Like threw Vaseline around his neck so it would, he could turn his neck without discomfort. Mm-hmm. I get it. Oh, how scared you got to be. Like, look at that, that look on his face. Like, mm, yeah, man, you done fucked up. I'm free now. I love this part of this scene. He has full control of the ship, complete surveillance, mm-hmm. complete control. He's, he's popping up in different places. Mm-hmm. Love it. The little hand motions are just so fun and like weirdly confident. It, it makes mm-hmm. me very happy. gotta love it just Mm -hmm. gotta love it just enough to damage it so you're not gonna get 
you're not gonna get a good fall out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, Dad. I'm sorry. I was just about to beat the shit out of this guy. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I feel like they gave you enough dialogue later to have ruled out the despot thing we, we were talking about mm-hmm. before. You could save the moon. I love the charging up pose. I mean, he learns quickly. This guy just learned he could fly like what? I don't know, a week ago? Something like that? Mm. Great shot. Mm-hmm. Twist to let the cape take the uh, the heat, literally. God, I wish I could go back in time and just like grab myself and say, you're a fool. This is a fantastic film. <laughs> I do. This is so much I, fun. Just enjoy just, yourself. Just wrong. I was so wrong. that that feels like such a hilariously comforting instinct in a way to me now like just because i spend a lot of time just rocking a child Mm mm-hmm and that twirly motion feels like it would be very comforting if you were her right now. I'm aware that sounds weird, but no, no, she it was makes just sense now that you say it through space. And I could see it being like biologically comforting if, if, yeah, if he let her down that way. I love that look on his face when he was like. I hear mom. Gotta love mom. I think, like I've said before, on previous, uh, maybe even last week, Mm -hmm. one of the things that always bothered me about this movie is that, you know, the aliens, the Kryptonians came and said, hey, we're going to destroy the world if you don't turn over this guy. And people were still hanging out at IHOP. Yeah. But, you know, like like I said, uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic and I've, I still see people like arguing with Walmart employees about not wearing a mask. So, yeah. Yeah. Never at, mind. At the time, I, I told you that <laughs> for all I know, your first thought when you see an alien is, fuck, I want a pancake. Uh-huh. One of my favorite things that's ever been said on this show. <laughs> and um, looking back, there's more truth to it than I thought. Yeah, and you know in Kansas, it's probably some people are like, man, I ain't listening to all these bullshit liberal media telling me that they're aliens. There ain't no damn aliens. Some fucking hoax. Go down to the IHOP tomorrow. Look, everything's going to be normal. 
trying to get us to give up our freedom. Trying to give us get us to give up our freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm gonna kowtow to some damn alien, some fucking CNN told me to pay attention to. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna be at IHOP tomorrow and church on Sunday. Well, as I explained, once the exoskeleton mm-hmm. or exo armor is off. Looking back, he's giving him information he shouldn't have, but okay. Yep. Yeah, Clark is too honorable to beat the shit out of the guy while he's struggling. I mean, yeah, he's not like an <laughs> MMA fighter, dude. He's not, he's not going to just take him down to the ref says no. Knowing nothing about the sport, the clips I've seen, it's basically you like you you get him down, but you're not sure he's down. You 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 throw in a few more hits, mm-hmm. and then from what I can tell, sometimes you stop yourself, and more often than not, the ref comes in and says like, "Nope, that's it, buddy." And and you call, God, he's so big. What is this like? How big was Lurch? How big do you think Lurch was? He's got to be bigger, right? I love that they deadbolt. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna do any damn thing. <laughs> I, know. I would too, though. I would do. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> what are you gonna not? You know that you got to know that Snyder's choice of doing that Edgar Wright close up oh, of the door yeah. of the deadbolt was just like for us to laugh at. Yeah, just like look at the futility. Yeah. That feels like something that now that you're bringing it up, Edgar Wright would look and be like, well, of course they would. Honestly, I'm looking at this thing and I'm, I'm my DCEU list might. My, my rankings might actually change. <laughs> the more I watch it, the more I like it. I really do. Oh, this scene is about to get yeah. a lot more fun. Look at the barbarian effectively going into action. Oh, God. That's it terrible. Just, that, that pilot's last words were holy shit. And she flies through the fucking fire. Like, she didn't give a damn mm-hmm. what happened. Nope. Oh, intercepted. And the IHOP. I have questions about the marketing. Mm hmm. Johnsonville sausage strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original, maple, or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT or turn your bacon cheeseburger 
into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville sausage strips. And it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. All right. Um, did you get the daughter to bed? Nope. <laughs> I got her to it, and it didn't go well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, you're innated, uh, so that there we got that done. At least that's um, out of the way. <laughs> yep. All right. So we're about to start up the movie again. We are at, uh, or I am at, on Voodoo one thirty four thirty one. 134.44 myself. And you are on Amazon? Mm-hmm. All right. And we are hitting play in three, two, one. Breaking some gates in front of a Sears. <laughs> Man, all these... Feet and oh my god, dude, these guys just beating the shit out of no, Cal, the action dude. sequences are just incredibly cord. Like these are the choreography is like mostly storyboard. I want to say and, and just w- mixed in with some real life. I don't know how they did that. I really don't. It's incredible though. Yeah. And then how do you choreograph, like, everyone holds fast for a second while he turns on his, you know, heat vision. Oh, I mean, they Take just hit him you right all. between the eyes with that one. Yeah. <laughs> no refund on that. Shit, 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 shit. Oh, we're good. I mean, and bless his heart, he reaches for his sidearm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's going to do anything, but damn it, he's not going down just without trying. Yeah. I I do think we're a little bit off, by the way. <laughs> of course. All right, you want to pause? Yeah, sure. All right, what's on screen? Shoot me a picture. All right. Let me write this time down again. We might just want to cut all that out. Who knows? Let's go back to a place. Right now, I Feora just threw a thing. Let me take this picture. I'm at 136.14, by the way.
That should be really close. Yeah, it seems like you're just a little behind me, honestly, like, while we were talking about it. All right. I'm on the same moment. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to hit play on one. When I say one, I'm going to hit play. Three, two, one. Oh, freaking... I mean, this isn't just normal choreography. It's, you know, three-dimensional with superpowers. It's yeah. impressive. It's like everyone just, I don't know, I felt like Zach maybe. I love that he just steals that guy's gun like, I'm, you're not going to need this, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and Come good on, grouping. Buddy. It's not like he's, he, uh, look, he, he's, a bad, he's a good soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, dude got to his rank for a reason. Yeah. I love how everyone was just like, Superman returns. Superman didn't even throw a punch. Like, that was the big complaint. Yeah. And now the big complaint is, well, you just. These fight songs went on forever. These fights went on too long and destroyed everything. I love this scene. I think for a moment they agree. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a moment where he's like, I'm on the same page. Let's do this. Oh, <laughs> we are going to. Oh. And that's what a migraine feels like. You know what Superman Returns was missing is a train crashing into a Sears. I was going to say originality. Not from a track, from overhead. <laughs> that too, though. Everything in that movie, like, yeah, you got a, a completely new cast except for Brando. But, I mean, God, everything else was just like lifted straight out of Reeve. Yeah, a little bit. We need to go back for that one. Yeah. I think I watched it once in like 04 or something. Yeah. I, I mean, think it, I saw it, it has been a fucking minute. I saw it five or six times in the theaters, man. Oh, jeez. So it was like, yes, yeah, it's, it's ripping off of, or it's not even really, really ripping off. It's just, it's just lifting so much, but God, look at these sequences. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I definitely do watched this. a, yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean, I remember the bullet on the eyeball thing. Like, yeah, that was, does, that was fantastic. I don't care. What version of anything you like, that is a cool fucking scene. Much like this. This is badass. I mean, that was a time when I... He doesn't even know. threaten anyone. He just kind of walks out like, oh. hey guys, how do we feel? Yeah, Superman Returns was a time when like the... I had... I remember watching the second Matrix movie and as Neo's flying around, I'm like, oh God, they could do Superman. Yeah. And that's where I was at. <laughs> yeah. So. I can see that. Yeah. This man is not hurting me. Such a good line. Not even condescendingly. 
he actually genuinely thanks him and then bounces. Now that part's condescending. <laughs> it's it's not a full back and forth. Also, I know I made a lot of stink about the dog being justified earlier, but where's the dog now? I, I forget. Because I, I mean, it's been a few years. Maybe he died. No, I mean the one that went into the house before they threw a vehicle into the top of the house. I know. I'm saying maybe he died. <laughs> it's been like. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's been like the, four minutes. Yeah. Maybe the vehicle smashed him. I'm saying. I'm I, saying. I'm, I don't I don't know either. The important part was that. Oh, there he is. No, oh, there you go. No. Are you paying attention to Martha? I mean, come on. No. It's not a good thing. This this scientist in this version, I want to look it up. He reminds me of the douche that was in uh, the Underworld movies. And I I keep meaning to look up if he actually reminds me of that or if he just has the same vibe. Or if it is him. Yeah. Like it. it <laughs> is, you remember the dude that was like experimenting on all the Corvins to try to no. find the, the perfect descendant? No, I never watched those movies. Yeah. <sighs> You poor soul. Oh, no. I don't. Don't pity me. (laughs) It was was an ironic pity, I promise. (laughs) I genuinely enjoyed them, but not because they were good movies. Not always. They they were great moments, but. You talking about the Underworld movies is like Matt talking to me about um, Resident Evil. I'm just like, (laughs) no, we're not doing that. Yeah. As best I can understand, having watched a couple of the Resident Evil films, the games have more like narrative cohesion mm-hmm. than the movies do. It's impossible on rewatch not to see him and be like, mm-hmm, yep, John. Yeah. I remember thinking like, why are they spending so much time on this like general dude? Who cares? Yeah. Well, now I now I know. Yep. God, it's such an ominous sight, man. Yeah, again, what are you thinking if that happens? I mean, I am piecing the fuck out of whatever I have going on that day. Yeah. Well, if you live around here, is man, they're putting a hologram in the sky. Trick us into thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's an old Bill Hicks joke that people used to bring shotguns to UFO sightings like that was going to do something. Yeah. I think it's still probably relevant. 
Oh, I remember there was a, I think there was a scene in Independence Day where on like they have the radio on and people were like, stop fire. Officials want us to stop firing hand pistols into the, into the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stop shooting at the ships. That's yeah, just like imagine if you were just going to work and suddenly gravity was like, mm, go fuck yourself. That's mm-hmm. not how we're doing things anymore. Now, do you remember this? At some point, we agreed that the laws of physics were being roughly abandoned for this scene. And now I remember thinking that uh, I remember thinking that that was true. Like, yeah, gravity goes up or down. But now I, I'm kind of thinking, like, you know, I I don't I don't think you install something like that, and the laws of gravity work anywhere near the same way. No, I think they they have a clear control of it. But I like. There's going to be a moment later where something goes up and something simultaneously goes down. And it seems to not make sense, but uh, I think at this point I'd argue that, oh, there's the line. That's what they're calling. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear it in his voice. I'm getting demoted. I'm getting demoted for saying it out loud. Superman. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I just I'll go. I'll go ahead and start peeling potatoes. My bad. Sell them at one fourteen. Look at them working together. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> A little bit more. <laughs> That's a hell of a party trick, right? Mm-hmm. I love how they do the coloring. It gets just darker and darker and darker as it goes up. Mm-hmm. I do kind of believe they were friends in a way. I mean, I, Film definitely builds it in, but I like to think that they were really friends. Yeah. Oh, that's a great shot. Yep. Clark above the earth. Ugh. Yep. Cape billowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and him flying in the same, yeah, in the same direction all the uh, Air Force personnel are. Ah, it's good. Embrace the migraines, odd. Just clench your fist and go, migraines! Yeah. Yeah. There isn't, yeah. There is an analog for this if you've taken enough hallucinogenics and it's still just not quite the same. I presume. Okay, that coughing was a little hokey. <laughs> <laughs> just sounds like a guy in the... Like you're watching the movie in a theater and some guy just starts coughing. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I say that because for a second I just thought you were coughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what it would sound like. <laughs> if we just had the audio behind us, uh, it, you would just think someone in the back of the room coughed. <laughs> Ever the realist. <laughs> well, uh, I just right, saw really. a jet fighter. Fly by my office window, so uh, let's GTFO. This part does remind you of Independence Day, right? Like, they just mm -hmm. don't fly right anymore. Yeah. Laws of physics just ain't doing what they're supposed to. Yeah. It's a good conversation. Hmm. That uh, we're both ghosts, odd. Can't you see that? Ugh. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Mm-hmm. One dead, one obsolete. Mm-hmm.
Like in that moment, you can tell he does actually experience that anguish. Mm-hmm. But you got to love that in the moment before having known his son for approximately, I don't know, an hour and 20 before this other version gets to meet him a little bit while he's doing the, uh, the training thing. Like, yeah, he, yeah, the, the sheer faith, optimism, hope. Yeah. Gotta love it. Well, Again, see that coughing, the nobility. That coughing was better because you could actually see him doing it instead of just like flailing oh, gotcha. in the distance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I could see that. It's some kind of a weird little. I don't know. Just a little hold up of yours. Yeah, I need a little. I think I need, and I I never even noticed it before. Now I just. I love her acting in the scene. It's sufficiently panicked. Yeah. A little sad we never got more of her, honestly. Yeah. And I love I love the version of Perry and even this guy who apparently is redeemable. I love the version of them that they're like, yep, I know buildings are falling down, but this is one of my people. We're going to do what we have to do. Yeah. Perry's trying to be his best person. There's Clark trying to do the same. Eh, it's got good juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. That's such a good shot, too. I like to think this is the moment where he realizes like, oh, it's not actually gravity that does what I do. Gotcha. That's not a thing I have to care about. More than that, I love fucking, I love that look in his face when he's just like, look at me, look at me. Don't pay attention to what's happening around you. Just look at me. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, was it before or after this that they started putting that noise in every trailer? Yeah, uh, I think the the whatever that's called is uh, 20,000 20, Hertz did that whole episode about it. Oh. It's It's been in everything for a while now. They did a I whole mean, history like, about it. I'm just wondering if people were sitting in, like, <laughs> people were sitting in Man of Steel going, what if we put that noise in every trailer? no it it was it predated 2013 i'm or 2012 i guess no i know the noise did but yeah i don't remember the trailers having but you know like i'll go back and look at a trailer from like 2015 yeah and just be like oh the action stops and you're just and then something picks up again yeah yeah so it's like i don't know i'll I'll go back to like 2002 2005 whatever and i'll be listening to a trailer watching a trailer and it's just like in a world called Gotham City. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. y'all were doing that still? Yeah. <laughs> and then people are about, yeah, about to hit each other. It's like Bruce Wayne was an aimless bachelor. 
<laughs> Just looking for the right woman. Actually, at that time, it would be the like record scratch out. Yeah. But now he's on a mission to stop the scarecrow mm-hmm. from taking his girl. <laughs> He'll have to prove. <laughs> and then random shots of a fraternity that are never seen in the actual film. Yeah. He'll have to prove it's not who he is, but what he does that matters. Mm-hmm. Or whatever that stupid line was. Yeah. <laughs> shots of goofiness. Ah, oh, honey. This is this is a lot of fun. We're building on something that's about to happen here. It had its uh, chance. He made a decision there. Yep. That's on, on a grander mm. scale. That's that's like the moment where you walk by the wine aisle and you see the diapers on the shelf, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Hmm, the decision was made." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see condoms next to frozen dinners. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I've literally seen tampons in, Is beer, that in the, the beer Wilhelm section. Scream? Hmm? I think that was the actual know. Wilhelm scream. I, don't know. I didn't hear a Wilhelm scream, but I was talking, so I don't know. You know, though. Yeah. Should go back for that and take a look, but it really does sound like it. <laughs> and we meet again. I love that he's like, cool, can't beat you. Got to find another way to beat you. Like this time I decide I want to live. Mm-hmm. Like the gunshots aren't working. Oh. Poor guy. I mean... You gotta love in the mix. They, you can hear Lois scream. Yeah. I don't like how she falls there. Never have liked how she falls there. Yeah, she be a lot more flopping and twisting around. Like that makes more sense. The wide body shots make more sense than just mm-hmm. when she's close up. I liked that um, the very the very quick zoom in to her face after he catches her. Yeah. That feels it looks hokey, but it's positively Raimi. It's mm-hmm. so very Sam Raimi, and I love it. Yeah, like it it looks like it, it came straight out of an Evil Dead movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. 
Or maybe even a Tarantino shot. She just still has such a... I can hear her heart rate. That poor girl. Well, the other ones too. That's because, you know, she's making out with Andy Kravitz. But... Mm-hmm. You get the film that Lawrence Fishburne's uh, Perry White's heart rate never got above like 89 the whole time. Like, no, he, yes, this is, this is crazy, but I'm in good shape and I'm prepared for weirdness. This is very much a moment in the movie where you're like, oh, well, okay, I guess we're going to wrap it up. You don't realize you have like a whole other act coming. Mm Mm-hmm. And with such a good set of dialogue here, man. Yeah. I'm almost like. Okay, don't talk during this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's been years since I've seen this. Shut up, Jason. Damn, Shannon did a fantastic job. So, so good. I love that laying on the ground to flying. Yep. He's mostly got it sorted now. Yep, right here is Does Bruce Wayne familiar? watching this happen. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> From there, Bruce can't tell what happened. That's oh, a good shot. Just flying through the debris yes. alone is yeah. a good shot. Yeah, so fantastic. And just knowing that on the other side of that is Bruce. Ah, I just love mm-hmm. it. Makes you wish there was a a little shot of like some giant dude on the ground hugging a little girl. <sighs> Lex Corp. You remember the, you remember seeing Lex Corp and thinking, "No way, are we ever going to see that payoff?" Yeah, you are. Just give it a second. Yeah. Todd's getting faster, more brutal. Imagine about to being about to punch a guy and a car falls on you, and that's what <laughs> stops you for a second. 
For a second, yeah. Yeah, yes. and you you just enough for you to shrug it off. I love this. I love this. He's flying and Zod's like, eh, I got a way of doing that. This reminds me of in dreams where you, you, you're you trying to run. You just have yeah. to crawl on the ground really quickly. Oh, God. That whole building just done. Mm. <laughs> the science is zero now. 106 days before that. Mm-hmm. On a farm. Another lantern hung. Mm-hmm. It's a good line. In a fun moment, he just realizes <laughs> I've I've transcended the armor part of this show. Mm-hmm. We are on to the next reveal. God, I love those flying through the air, punching each other shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, is the CGI me perfect? Nope, nothing can be. Is it so much fun to watch? <laughs> sure shit it is. I mean, it's, it's pretty close to perfect, man. I mean, it still looks... There have been a couple of shots in, in here that I've thought, no, eh, it looks a little more dated than I remembered it did, but it's okay. It's few and far between. It... it and it's a hard thing to even imagine holding it against. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You, do you oh, mean? I love that brief glimpse of the close-up of his eye. Yeah, that's good. As he's spinning. Like, do you mean that's not perfect from the last time you saw two gods battling in skyscrapers? My bad. I didn't realize your naturalistic vision was being, you know, blasphemed here. I guess. There's a Wayne Wayne Tech satellite. Yep. Yeah, telegraphing the punch here in uh, in a few ways as far as what's coming up. You imagine just being on the ground with him thinking like, we were just standing here like, I don't know, two and a half minutes ago? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Always cracks me up when they're like smashing their head into granite. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's important to point out at, at this juncture, the family can't run. Mm-hmm. They are pinned. They are going to die. And he tries his best to overpower him. He cannot. Mm-hmm. Any number of things that he could have maybe changed before he got here? Sure. But how did he know that's where he was going to get? I 
I love that face and that scream. Mm-hmm. That's rough. Yeah, this clearly he's not like over here, like screwing like Zod's neck hole or something. Like, no, he's not was, happy about this. Yeah, this was. I still felt like that was a last resort, mm-hmm. and they built that into the film pretty well. Now this is just funny. The indignance. I love the fumes, like the fumes on the lens changing the face kind of thing. Like over the heat of the destroyed $12 million drone. Mm hmm. Snickering. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes sir that'll probably cost me a vacation day sorry I've always loved these these shots of him as a kid running around with a cape. Yeah. I like the idea that he takes a bicycle because, like, he couldn't physically push the bike beyond its limits. Mm hmm. He, he would just destroy the bike.
Welcome to the planet. I always love that line too. Yeah, it's good. Ah, they end on one of my favorite bits in the music. Yep, much more enjoyable than uh, than <laughs> when I first saw it, for sure. <laughs> I'm I'm still pretty fucking happy. Yeah. Yep, it's a good bit. It's not like there's a stinger here. Yeah, there's not. I'm good with stopping. I'm good. All right. Well, just uh, kind of enjoying the music myself. Sure. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I think next week we'll. And <laughs> I guess we'll mention something up top if something crazy happens. But um, next week we're doing uh, Batman v Superman: The Ultimate Edition. If you want to join us for that. Um, thank you so much for listening and, um, you can find every episode on DC on screen.com. Anything else, Jason? Yeah. Good. Cool. May watch it again um, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a sneaky one before bed. Another man of steel. Just, just a sneaky one. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next week. Um, keep some DC on your screen. Some very specific ones this time. Yeah. <laughs> Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson, bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Arizo Chandelier from Progress Lighting. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th.
Johnsonville sausage strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original, maple, or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT or turn your bacon cheeseburger into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville sausage strips. And it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th.